Welcome to the Prepare to Win podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oliver, here at Dane Lee. Um, I get a lot of requests to uh, talk about PEDs, so we're going to get into that a little bit today. Um, I'm not going to go too far in depth uh, with some of this stuff um, because, I, again, I feel like a lot of people need to do their own research. Um, many things within that realm are individual um, as it is anyway because, you know, just like anything else, uh, different substances affect people differently. So, um, there are some like general, uh, rules, guidelines, things like that, uh, that I can give, but, <clears throat> um, it's going to kind of be, uh, individualized a bit. So, um, you know, another thing is I'm not a doctor. Dane's not a doctor. This isn't medical advice. Um, this isn't telling you not what to yet. do. <laughs> yeah. Medical doctor. doctor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, just in general, like this, this is not, you know, any kind of medical advice. So you need to take it for that. And, um, you know, I would always recommend getting blood work done prior to ever thinking about using anything. And then while you're, while you are, um, during cycles, off cycle, um, you know, especially every couple months, uh, if you're in a pretty hardcore cycle, you know, it might be smart to get, um, it done monthly at that point, you know, so, um, just kind of keep an eye on things. You'll, your blood work will kind of read some, some problems and flash signals before there's actual problems uh, a lot of times. So, um, you know, I know everyone that doesn't take PEDs like, Oh my God, PEDs are fucking terrible. They're, you know, people use them or they're cheating. They're this, they're that, they're, you know, all this. Um, I'll tell you now, like, uh, you know, sure, you can get away with some things, um, especially on the lower levels. Um, like I can point out hundreds and hundreds of people um, that take stuff that you probably wouldn't think do, um, but they do. And they're not at a very high level. They're not really, you know, their aesthetics aren't very great. Um, and there's some people that take this stuff just to be a slightly above average looking person, um, in the commercial gym. So, you know, just in life and going to the bars and things like that, that mm -hmm. they're like slightly above average. Um, and, and that's no joke. Um, and there's people that take, take it for really way, way, way too early in their powerlifting career. So, um, I've seen it all, you know, we, people have openly talked about taking, VAR and D-ball as a female, and they're not even totaling 800 yet at, you know, this was a 148-pound class female. Hmm. Um, didn't even total 800 yet, already trying to take, you know, VAR, D-ball, and I mean, who knows if there was anything else. I imagine there's probably storms mixed in, but um, I'm not trying to tell anyone when to start, when you, you know, when you should, when you shouldn't. Um, you might be at that point where you're like, okay, I'm just going to do it, you know, and, and maybe you plan to run cycles for a long time. My best advice is just to wait as long as you can. Um, cause there will come, become a point when your natural abilities start to slow down. Um, but at the same time, it, you know, if you're trying to be the best in the weight class or one of the best in the world, um, you know, and you're you're playing in the the drug test or the uh, untested uh, feds, then yeah, like okay, at some point you're probably gonna want to start and um, 
you know, that's an individual choice. And I think people need to need to understand like there's no there's no set number to hit and then you start. And if you want to be one of the top ones, you're going to have to do it. Like that's all there is to it. Um, now there are people, um, I have a client right now, she's going to compete in the fall brawl and everyone will see she'll probably total near a thousand. Uh, that's no drugs. Doesn't take anything. Um, she'll probably total near a thousand in the 165 class. And, um, you know, she's squatted, um, what, 360 for a double in training. You know, she's benching 175, 180. Um, you know, in her deadlift, she made 360 or 370 or 375, maybe. Um, float pretty good, you know. Um, and then I know other people that need to take, uh, plenty of drugs to get to that, to, to get to that level, you know? So, um, again, all individualized and, and this person, not to say like, you know, they, they, if they take drugs that they're going to be that much better, chances are they are going to be that much better, but, mm-hmm. um, it's just how it is. There's people that don't have to take anything that can reach the same level. And there's people that are taking things that can't get, that will never get to that level. Like, um, you know, it doesn't matter how much drug I'd put in my body. I'm probably not going to be totaling as much as, you know, say a Yuri Belkin or something like that. Um, is it possible one day? Maybe, I don't know. You know, I'm not going to rule it out a hundred percent, but the probability of it is very low. You know, um, we see a lot of people transition from USAPL and I, and I'll get into that in a minute because not everyone in that fed is natural. Um, but when they come out of there, you know, they start really hammering the drugs cause they're not being tested anymore. And you watch these people like skyrocket to a whole other level, you yeah. know? Um, so of course it's going to help, you know, there's going to be things that, that happen, especially as you get going in it. Um, but it's mostly something that helps with recovery. And I think that's the biggest thing that people don't realize. So you're not just going to magically like now. Yes, there are studies that if like you take testosterone versus a male who doesn't, unless this male that doesn't has average levels mm-hmm. and you take testosterone, um, there's studies that say you like with minimal to no work, you can literally uh, retain and, and develop more muscle than the person that's, uh, might be lifting. That's, that's natural. Like yeah. someone that I think they were working out a couple times a week, it, it, you know, this is an old theory or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but, um, do you remember if it had an age group? No, no, um, it's just, it was, it was something that I curious. saw, uh, before I, I can't remember exactly the, how the group was mixed up or whatever, but, um, but I'm pretty sure it was like healthy age males. Like, you know, it was probably between, I imagine it was between like a group of like, you know, 20 to 26, 28 yeah. year olds, something like that. I would imagine if it, if they had that, you know, much of a difference, but. So based on the different types that you've mentioned just so far in the past mm-hmm. couple of minutes, when you refer to PEDs, mm-hmm. it runs a really big gamut. I mean, you could yeah. technically say yeah. caffeine is a performance enhancing drug, yeah. so but in yeah. your, when you're talking about this, are there certain ones or at least like certain like classifications? Yeah. That you're so referring to? I'm going to keep this to pretty much like anabolics. So anabolic okay. steroids, um, you know, we won't get into the SARM realm. We won't get into like some of the other, what would be considered a performance enhancing drug. 
Um, you know, I thought that um, Ian the Rhino on on Instagram um, guy had a good post, and and if you haven't realized this, then I don't know what rock you've been hiding under. Um, he posted and called out a lot of CrossFit because a lot of the CrossFit athletes have been taking drugs for a, a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of, you know, in his eyes, there's been people that have popped for tests and it got covered up by Reebok and all these things um, to kind of save the image of CrossFit and Reebok and everything else. Um, and these were Reebok sponsored athletes that supposedly popped and all mm-hmm. this. And it came from a post of a girl. Um, I'm not going to get into all the names and everything, but. Um, this girl was very lean and talked about in CrossFit post reposter talking about how she cleaned like 280 pounds and, you know, um, how she was drug free and all this stuff. And that is like what kind of sparked that this girl was probably, you know, she was sub 10% body fat for sure. Um, I mean, she looked like she could step on to like a figure competitor show fairly soon. Um, and cleaning 280 pounds. Um, I am, I'm, I understand I have met, um, a couple and when, and I've met, you know, who knows how many tens of thousands of people in my life, um, that work out. And I met a couple genetic freaks before, Mm -hmm. like I've, I've seen a very, I've seen a few, like I'm talking maybe two or three in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I know without a doubt that these people weren't on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were fucking jacked, shredded and strong, you know? Um, and genetics do play a part in things, you know, but to think that like, you know, in the sport that demands recovery the most that elite athletes, uh, in CrossFit are not doing anything, then I mean, come on, you can't be that naive. I think the fact um, that it's even a possibility, mm-hmm allows people to maintain this delusion. Yeah. It's like, well, there's like 2% of the population mm-hmm. that could look like that. Yeah. Therefore, it's a, poss- it's a possibility that mm-hmm. those CrossFit athletes, because we're talking about the fittest people in the world, so surely it would be those 2%. Yeah. And realizing that, no. Yeah. I mean, anyone who has worked with athletes or been an athlete who has uh, used any of the substances and trained with those, like, you can see it a lot of the times yeah. on and, what and that body type is It's like. almost like you heard, ever heard that, like, takes one to know one yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it, it, you start to understand and see, like, the signs of when people are on stuff. And like I said, it's not always, um, it's not always something that's easy to see because <laughs> I tell you what, there's guys uh, that take, test and d-ball and var and mpp and like all these compounds that i mm-hmm. thought were natty I, if i saw them on the street i would think they're natty mm-hmm. you know I'd th- i wouldn't think they take anything and they take a bunch of shit mm-hmm. you know um well the recovery aspect that you brought up i mean there were guys when i was in the military who you know ran small cycles mm-hmm. on things and it was so that they weren't as tired in between things. Yeah. It was strictly a it's, recovery um, aspect. It's rampant. And, and oh, I almost hate use the word rampant. God, it's a bad word. Um, it is used a lot <laughs> in special warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, and these guys, like their job is to be extremely fit, extremely recovered and be prepared at all times for anything. Right. Yeah. So there are cycles that they do run, you know, some of them, I'm not saying every one of them, right. but I know plenty of them that have ran cycles, um, you know, even to to make it through buds, like there's people that ran equipoise to help them make it through buds. Now, which one's that one? Um, it's derived from like a, a racehorse steroid, so okay. it increases like your red blood count and stuff okay. like that. Um, 
allowing for a better recovery, obviously, through that, uh, more oxygen uptake, yeah. things like that. Um, so it makes sense for someone that needs to work out for hours and hours a day getting their ass kicked yep. and needs to recover quick. You know, and plus it also has a uh, ability to kind of keep you a little leaner and things too. Mm-hmm. Um, the hungers on it are pretty, pretty ridiculous. So um, it has the ability to to help you in that aspect. So like taking like a test in equipoise for someone like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, what I was getting into is with with any thing that is elite level and i'm talking at the highest levels of any sport you're gonna find it and i'm not talking just anabolics or only anabolics or what it might not be anabolics right you're gonna find something everyone's doing something for the most part because you're always pushing that envelope yeah yeah there's you're going up against people who have been doing it and trying to get more there is something you know and i'm not i'm not calling out every high level athlete because there's plenty that you know, are natural and, and fine. Um, you know, I've met guys that went to the NFL and they say, you know, HGH and, and fucking test is huge, apparently, in the NFL. Okay. Do you ever hear of anyone getting popped for it? Nope. No. Baseball was the only sport there for a while that was popping guys for taking tests. Mm-hmm. Now, what people need to understand on that side, before I get, you know, into some of these compounds and things, um, so... Like take for for instance like baseball, like or any of these really. Okay, there's people out there that you can hire to help you beat a drug test, um, and that doesn't matter if it's a, a 24 hour. You're getting tested in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You're getting tested in a week. You're getting you know whatever. Um, and there's certain compounds you can take and certain masking agents you can take to beat tests. Mm-hmm. It is not uncommon at all. Um, and I know specifically for CrossFit, I, I think I shared this with you years ago, that podcast where the one doctor was talking about like one of his biggest uh, clientele bases was elite level CrossFitters that he helped to beat tests or mask yeah. agents. So when they got tested at the games or whatever, that they wouldn't pop. So, I mean, there's this strange trifecta that goes on where it's like the tests can only keep up to the extent of what drugs are currently available. Yeah. And then there's this other industry that trails right behind the testing that says, oh, how can I beat that test? So every time that there's something new that comes on the market for people, the tests have to get better in order to find that. And then also getting better to beat what they use to mask it. And then the masking agents come up and they're like, well, if we do this and this, then it won't find it either. Mm-hmm. Like this, It's a huge industry. Yeah. Like you were saying. Yeah. Um, so, again, I'm not... I don't want to say every, you know, one of them, you know, because there's, right. there's people that don't take anything. Um, but, you know, what, what people need to understand is you take like, and this is big in uh, like the USAPL, uh, a lot of people like take from the, you know, the sh- they take short ester things, things that are out quick, test prop, you know, VAR, uh, Anavar, you can, you can make it undetectable fairly easily within a week. All right. Um, now there's people that can get it out within a few days to not pop and you'll keep your strength for a while. So, um, you know, it's common, maybe not that, that very, very top end, but plenty of it, you know, it's not, it's not like helping you that much at at that point. You know what I mean? If, Oh my God, I didn't take it for four days. Like your strength doesn't just drop down. Right. You know, from that. So, um, 
Now, some of these, you know, help with your ability to contract and things like that. So you're, you know, you have to remember if you're going to get into this, like you're going to do more damage to your tissue than if you were not on anything. Right. Because you can contract way harder. All right. Um, there's, there's way more recruitment, uh, through using these things. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that kind of changes the game a little bit. Now, as far as like, you know, people ask all the time, like, what, what do these people run? What do those people run? What, you know, when everyone wants to know what each other is running, um, you know, which I get it, you know, but a lot of people lie and that's what you have to understand is like, not every not everyone's going to tell you the truth. So mm -hmm. you can't take someone's word for it. And a lot of people are morons. There's a lot of dumb shit out there. Um, there's a lot of people that blast stuff way too early or someone tells them to, mm -hmm. you know, way too early, uh, way too much, you know, stuff like that. So, um, you know, a common thing for, for let's take the, the male side of it. You know, if you're just starting out, it might just be like test only and it might not be much. It might be like, 200 or 250 tests that you start to take um and you run that for you know whatever eight to ten weeks um and this is assuming that you're going to run cycles and come off um uh, you know and then you take time in between and maybe you do you know another test cycle and you either can bring up your test just a little bit or you can add in another compound now that compound is going to depend on what your goal is um you know, so there's some that, that do help you get leaner. There's some that help you like, you know, through water retention pretty much is blowed up, but, um, you know, which can help with lifting and things like that. Um, you know, you have to start looking at like what the, uh, not only the anabolic values of it are, but like on the androgen side, like what's it doing, you know? Um, so again, I don't want to get too deep into this, but like basically, you know, whenever you're taking like heavy androgens, things that have a high androgen value, this is when you're more susceptible to seeing side effects. Uh, if you're susceptible to any kind of hormone issues with, um, estrogen and things like that on the male side, like taking those androgens, um, you're, you're going to be more susceptible to that stuff, uh, through the way it converts and things. So, um, Basically, you know, there's compounds out there that you can take. This is why like VAR becomes popular because it doesn't convert as much. Um, you know, you take something like a, um, like a DECA or something like that, even an MPP, like they're not as converting as say, like if you're taking, you know, a trend or, um, a, um, um, like a TNE or, um, you know, some of the higher ones, like if you look at some of the oral steroids, like mm -hmm. Anadrol or Halo and stuff like that, like those are going to have such a high androgen value that if you're taking them a lot, like expect that you're going to have some fucked up hormone fluctuations mm -hmm. and you're going to have to manage that through taking, you know, anti-estrogens. Um, you know, there's some people that try to mask things. And, and again, like we could, get into so many lists of stuff some people take master on to help like and it's just like there's there's too many avenues to go down per the goal per like um what your own hormonal issues are and things there, there's right. way too many so um everything's highly individualized but 
Um, you know, sticking with the male side again, like if your goal is to be, you know, at the top of the game, yes, you, you, you know, you might need to take more eventually. Um, you know, common things, if you're continually going to be on is, you know, in the off season, you might be on like anywhere from 250 to 500 tests, depending on who it is. Um, some people take 500 during their preps. So again, fluctuations here. Um, some people push to 750 or a thousand tests during their preps, um, which is, yeah, it's a lot. Um, and some go way higher than that, you know? So, um, if I'm going to tell you to be on the safe side, I, I would try to stick, you know, at that five to 600 range, um, and not really try to go higher than that and see how your body reacts. If you plan to be on long term. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I would take, you know, the lighter, uh, compounds at first and see how you're able to handle them. So take like something like a DECA, or, um, if you're going to take like an equipoise or, you know, mm-hmm. something like that, so a lighter form, you know, something with not as now there, there's still come with side effects. So don't get me wrong there. They all have their own shit. All right. So like, um, you know, if you, if you go take an equipoise, it is possible that, you know, you do have, um, almost like a blood thickening effect, you know, oh, yeah. so, you start increasing that urethroproline. Yeah. So you, you got to understand that. Like you can't just like. Oh, Equipoise is safe. Inject a thousand of it. I'm good. Oh God. No, it doesn't work that way. All right. Um, so you have to kind of manage those in, start with small doses, see how your body handles it. And you don't need to, more is not more. And that's where we get caught up in this thing where, um, it's this like perpetual cycle. Well, I totaled this much last time, or I did this well at a show last time or whatever. So Mm -hmm. this time I have to take more. No, like, doesn't work that way. You might be able to take less and do better. Yeah. Happens all the time. Yeah. Um, cause there is a balance between taking these things and sleeping and eating. So, you know, there are certain things that might affect your body that might keep you up at night. They might produce anxiety and keep you up. Mm-hmm. Um, they might make you not hungry. Some make you more hungry, you know? Right. So there's, there's a lot of things to, to weigh and consider. But my best advice is like, keep it light. And, um, you know, even a five, 600 tests isn't, it's still a lot of tests, you know, it's still plenty of tests, especially if it's a good test. Um, you know, so you add in a couple compounds there and some of them have synergistic effects, you know? So oh, yeah. there are certain compounds that you mix in with each other to get a certain effect out of it. So and that's a whole conversation in itself right yeah, there. Yeah. So understand that and that's stuff you need to look up and study. Um, but there's no reason that you need to do, okay, well I'm on five, 600 test, but you know what? I'm going to go to 500 trend to match it. And I'm going to take a hundred D ball. And then, you know what? Just for shits and giggles, let's throw on, uh, another oral on top of that. And maybe I run master on cause I'm trying to, you know, control my, my estrogens and what, like, there's no reason to take that much. Right. right. I think that's what a lot of people need to understand. Like, um, start light, start with one or two compounds, you know, and then if you want to get some synergistic effects, micro dosing those, you know, small amounts of four or five things, if they're working, you know, harmoniously mm-hmm. together. Cool. You know, um, you can do that. Now be you know, that'll work. 
Um, as far as like, you know, there's even stuff that says like even microdosing your test instead of like say you're on 500 and you know it's 250, you know per milliliter or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the common thing with like a cypionate or, or anenthate is like take you know uh, two shots a week of 250, right? Mm-hmm. You can microdose that down. It sucks, but like four, you know, take it four times a week instead and microdose it down still only take 500 but you each dose is a little smaller and um some people believe that that actually helps your body's response to it and your body will utilize more of it because it's in I mean? more manageable doses because it's more manageable doses yeah. now again that's different per a compound you have to look up half-lifes and things and you have to find out like how long it takes to actually like affect the body um and it may not work for you. You know, it may not be the right avenue for you. Right. Um, See, this right here, I mean, so, everything you're saying is, it's a similar type of conversation as we've had in the past where it's like, you need to hire a strength coach. Because mm-hmm. if you look at all the ins and outs that become very individualistic when you're working mm-hmm. with an athlete on what is your goal, what's the time frame, you know, yeah. how long have you been, all that, that gets taken into account automatically yeah. when you write a program for them and you say, here's what we're going to do for the first six months and then 12 and it changes. Like it's this ongoing adaptation yeah. to how they progress. And if everything that they could do with PEDs becomes very individualistic, not just for what their blood work is currently, but for what their goals are and how they adapt to and change to it, like you can do all the research in the world that you want yeah. to do. If you're not going to someone and basically hiring them to help you out to yeah. like do this, well, there whether, is just so much information. And it has to be someone knowledgeable, not just someone that's taken the stuff before. Right. Um, someone knowledgeable. Like usually there's people in you know the strength world, uh, nutrition, or even doctors. Um, now, they're not going to uh, – a lot of doctors, because of ethical reasons, they're not going to like put anything through email or like – right. but if you're in tight with them, you might be able to pick their brain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but – you know, you need to find people that are educated on the matter. Um, and there are a lot of them out there. Um, and not listen to your buddy who, oh, well, that person totals 2,000, so they must know what they're talking about. Not always. Um, and I found that out, you know, from from talking to people. Um, you know, and again, some people don't care and they're willing to push two grams of test into their body and, you know, everything else. And, um, you know, you look on the bodybuilding side, there's a lot of dudes dying young. And, you know, who knows what they were using, what they did and how much, you know, how much of this, how much of that. But, you know, it's, it's, it could be possible from, you know, abusing things and mm-hmm. in internal organs, family or, or whatever. We don't, you know, we can't, we can't say for sure. They might have had gen- genetic predisposition to something. Right. You know, so we don't, we don't know for sure, but is it a healthy thing? But being elite, there's nothing healthy about it. I think that's, that's a good point. You know, that's something that you and I and Dan have talked about is when you talk about the things that you have to do in order to be at that high level, you're no longer talking about health. No, like it's performance. not general health. Or, right. Yeah, no. There's nothing healthy about being in that top 1% or 2%. Yeah. Um, and the things that people, depending on the federation that you're in, I mean, like you said, there are plenty of people who aren't natural across all the federations. Mm -hmm. But if you're in one that's untested, you're going up against people who 
are going to be on PEDs in, in order to get to that 1%, yeah. you're going to end up doing things that aren't healthy. Yeah. So it's no longer the conversation anymore. Yeah. And like you said, there are consequences to all of these, but the ability to work with someone so that you can manage those consequences to the best of your ability is incredibly important. Yeah. And before you go taking any drugs, I would highly recommend you have your technique pretty sound and you've been lifting a while. So we're getting too many in the powerlifting world, at least we're getting too many people year one in on drugs already. You know what I mean? Why? Like there's so much untapped potential. Like if you came from like, okay, you played a high level sport, you are insanely strong already. Mm-hmm. And you know, in your techniques, pretty sound. It's like, okay. You can maybe make an account for it um, in a shorter time span, but it, it, not in the first couple of months for sure. Not in the first year, probably even mm-hmm. then, you know, but um, especially in, in, I hate to call it all out, but like, the female side of things, like, there are so many girls taking VAR that should not be touching drugs yet. Like, they're not, you have so much untapped potential. And you. And a lot of times you'll see these people wash out by the time they do get up higher. Mm-hmm. Or that drug isn't helping as much, so they have to take more, right. you know, because they're starting way too early. It's common now. I, I mean, I can pinpoint a couple coaches, not even not even the people I can pinpoint a couple coaches that I know that are giving drugs to their athletes almost immediately when they start working with them. And these people are a couple months into powerlifting and that's selfish as that coach to try because they're trying to push their name. You know, they're trying to make it look, so, look what I can do. Like meanwhile, look how quickly they yep, got better. Meanwhile, okay. their lifters aren't lifting correctly and they're going to get hurt or they're going to have health problems. And none of that's probably explained. It's probably just say, here you go. You know, mm-hmm. um, the amount of people that are taking drugs for their first meet is is pretty high. You know, now on the untested side, like good lord, yeah, it's it's um, it, it's pretty bad, and and it, I've noticed it's in some circles. Um, there's like I said, there's a couple coaching circles. It's like automatic, you know, and um, you know, for me, I've coached uh, a few people ever to be on drugs, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, so when you see these, these people that are smashing these lifts and stuff, there is a great chance that they're not on anything, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, when we have girls that can total and hang in the top 50 in the world, they're not on drugs yet. Imagine when they are, you know? So, um, you know, there's like the, the number of women that I've taken, from the 600s, 700s into the 900s, approaching a thousand without taking anything. Mm-hmm. And at that point, yes. And in my opinion, like depending on what what weight class you're in, yeah. when you're in that, you know, getting into the 900s, especially mid nines, a thousand over, it's probably time to start thinking about it. If you want to, now if you don't want to take them, that's fine. Just understand your progressions may be a little bit slower. Yeah. Um, and you may never, you may top out at some point. You know, um, and, and the thing with, you know, it's common for women, they start taking like five milligrams of R or something, mm-hmm. uh, maybe 10 at the end of prep. Okay. But then it turns into like, I've noticed he's like, you know, you'll see his higher level people like, yeah, I, I take like 10 milligrams. Like, yeah. Like may, standard? Maybe three years ago you did that. Like, you know, so oh, okay. there, and there are some that don't take a lot. I know that, but just like anything else. 
But what we're seeing is like, you know, uh, there's girls that might be in the 800s that are taking like low dose tests and, you know, mixed in with VAR or whatever, or taking like a DECA or an MPP on top yeah. of their VAR, you know, or mixing in like D-ball, T-ball, like, like you're totaling like 800. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, wait, <laughs> why not wait? And to put that in the perspective, like if you just do the simple math, if you have like, you know, let's say a low 300 pole, uh, 300 squat, you know, mm-hmm. right there. That's, you know, what a 170 ish bench. Yeah. Like, okay. Right there. You're at, you're at an 800 total, right? There's a I, lot of room do for that potential math? in there. Yeah. Do that math correctly. So, yeah. So there's a lot of room, especially if you're squatting that 300, like in wraps, like you might, you might want to hold off and mm-hmm. wait, you know? So, um, that's just my opinion. I think people are starting too early. The other thing is you have to understand how cycles work. So um, you might take something and go through a meat prep and that is your time to quote unquote blast and take, you know, more of it or whatever. Mm. Um, or maybe that is your time, only time to be on drug, right? Um, you you have to have a uh, either a drug break or, or come down. So if you plan to like be on test or something mm-hmm. as a male, you need to like severely downgrade your, your test level, you know, and hold and build kind of more of a natural base. Right. Right. Now, as you get better, that level might stay a little higher. Okay. It, it, it depends. Again, it just depends on the person, but the idea is not that you blast shit all year round. Like I knew guys that took like 750 tests all year round and it's like, no. Do you have <laughs> like, any idea how it does your system? Yeah. Like, um, there's, you know, female side, like, you know, VAR cycles four or five times a year. Like, no, <laughs> you know, some of the, some of the, the, the like, okay. If like, if I have an athlete mm-hmm. and they want to take anything like that prep, that's your only time. You're not touching shit off outside of that unless you're at an extremely high level and you're doing a couple meets a year trying to break like a world record. There's no fucking reason to stay on a drug all year round. Right. You know, not at, not on, especially on the female side, you need to come off. You need to chill the fuck out. You know, males like males, you, you're taking test. And if you, you know, especially if you shut down your natural test. Okay. That is like a natural occurring hormone in the body. Mm-hmm. You probably need to keep, you know, a little bit of that in, but that doesn't mean 750 all year round. Maybe you come down in the off season to 250, 300, mm-hmm. you know, um, down to like a TRT level of 150, 200, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, man, like it's just, I think it just cause I've spent so much time around people and then like, you find out like they've been on, they're on drugs almost all year round. And it's almost like you you should be lifting way higher than like, yeah, you're, you, that's a clear sign. You need a drug break. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think that's another thing. Um, and coaches who are pushing and pushing and pushing, they're doing that for their own, their own ego and their own, like, look what my lifters doing, you know? And as soon as that one burns out, bring up the next one. Yeah. Share that person so you have this continual yeah. cycle of showing how good of a coach yeah. you are. Like I'm, you know, and I'm getting to the age where, 
you know, I see people, I'm starting to see people, you know, that are fucked up from taking shit. So, um, and not like, you know, not just like their hormones are a little out of whack, you know? So, I mean, it, as far as the endocrine system, like the, it takes a period of time for your body to catch up mm-hmm. with you putting things in exogenously. So, I mean, it's part of the reason that, like, you can run a cycle and then not have the body start to have the effects of altering what it's going to make to compensate for it, you know, for a little period of time. Like you said, then you come off of it, the body begins to rebalance and comes back down to natural levels. But if you do things permanently or long enough and the body's like, oh, I guess I don't have to make anything. Yeah, I don't have to work anymore. Or worse, I have to make something to counteract that because we have these unnatural levels. Yeah. It can take years mm-hmm. to rebalance that. Yeah, no. And like so that's a really what, important conversation. What happens for to, to have. a lot of a lot of guys on the guy side is they they have to take tests the rest of their life. Um, some accept that you know it's what they were willing to sacrifice to mm-hmm. get to that point. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I, I think bottom line is like more people need to start having a, a, a the right mindset around it now. You know, if you're if you're just starting out and you're totaling whatever, I don't even know. Like it's not an elite level. Mm-hmm. Like just take your time with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if you're not an experienced person with cycles, you know, you're not an advanced PED user, take your time with it. There's no there's no reason to rush it. Because you might get strong you might get as strong as everyone else and have far less side effects. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think people are just so quick to make a name for themselves. And that's why we're seeing burnouts after two, three years. Um, Cause when you're on shit, it's not like a great feeling. It's not like <laughs> it is when you lift. Sure. But like, then you walk around with higher blood pressure uh, for most people. Um, you do have chemical imbalances that run through, you know, your brain and things. So your mind mental state can be fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's like, oh, roid rage. That's what he's talking about. Fuck, no, I'm not talking about that. Most people don't have roid rage. Uh, most <laughs> of the people I've met on anabolic steroids are some of the nicest fucking people I've ever met. Um, all it does is bring out more of like who you kind of naturally are in a way. Sure, at some points you have a shorter fuse of like toleration to people's bullshit. Um, and that's probably because your your blood pressure's up. It's not the really the compound. Like right. now, when you're lifting and it jacks up your blood pressure and you're not, that thing's running, okay, sure, you know. Um, but it does alter the way you think, and and this is where maybe some of these stories come from because there are people that do turn into assholes, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it can alter the the brain like that. It'll change your perception of things. It'll change the way you think, change the way you act. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and especially if you're you're going high dose and coming down and going up, you know, if you're bouncing all over the place, your brain doesn't know what the hell to do. doesn't know yeah. where, where the baseline is. So yeah. Um, somebody's, you know, uh, you know, I hate to never say like anyone killed themselves from it because we don't know, you know, I, I wouldn't say it was like the drug that killed them. Um, yeah, but it could have been things going on in their life. You know, maybe they in maybe their hormones weren't right, or there was chemical imbalances somewhere, and mm-hmm. plus, you know, they might be predisposed to it. You know, all these compounding factors, right? And it's like, would they have done it if they weren't on those things and thinking a little better? Maybe, maybe not. We we can't say for sure, and I hate yeah. to ever even 
talk about that because you know it's um it's something that 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 it was in that person's mind and probably not a lot of fucking people know you know so um but i would like to get into you know all the compounds and this is what they do and Mm -hmm. but it's like all i can tell you is you need to do your research and figure out what is best for you because i know people you know in powerlifting like Everyone's like, oh, in bodybuilding, trend, trend, trend. Oh, trend. you know, it's always a joke, right? Mm-hmm. I know people who have terrible side effects from trend and don't can't tolerate it at all. You know, um, I know other people that can blast it and be fine. Um, you know, I know people that don't get, say they don't see as much of a result off of that as another. Right. You know, so it's very, very individualized. Um, you know, uh, it's right going back to the one of Masteron, like, um, some people say it helps their blood work. Others say it didn't do shit for them. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's all these things that the biggest thing you can do, you need to get blood work done and you need to check, you know, red blood count. You need to check your liver enzymes, your kidney function, your, God, yes. your, your lipids, you know, what's your cholesterol looking like, things yeah. like that. Cause if you take something like a VAR, a VAR will raise that. Like, uh, your triglycerides will go up, things like that. Um, yeah, when you said at the beginning that it's probably a good idea to do it, like it, I know we're not allowed to say you have to, but like you yeah. really, and I don't give really a fuck. Like to. if you're spending X amount on your drugs, you can spend a hundred dollars a month or every couple months on a fucking blood panel. Yeah. I mean, you can go online like right now. It'd probably take me 30 seconds to find yeah. LabCorp yeah. and one that's close by and spend a yep. hundred bucks. It's about a hundred bucks. Yep. And you can get your lipid profiles, your tests, your estrogens. Um, now, if you want like more of a comprehensive, sure, you might pay up near 150, 160, 180 somewhere. Um, that's usually adding in some so, uh, some different things. I think then they'll do um, when you add all that in. I think that's when they're checking like the cholesterols, all that, and usually the, there's like maybe like a vitamin D check or yeah, you know, there's yeah. all kinds of things in there. Um, but the price on that point, like, with the amount that you're going to be spending in order to need to take the blood work, yeah. like that's not an excuse no. anymore. Yeah. And if you don't know what those numbers mean, even if you, like you can probably Google what's you, a good range yeah. for some you, of this stuff. It, a lot of times they'll say high or low, right. but like then you you can always Google things too and figure, figure it out. So, but then you have the information, go have a conversation, you know, with a medical doctor. Yeah. Go to your doctor. I mean, like I got this blood work done yeah. here. Like now no doctor, like doctors aren't going to give you the anabolic steroids. They're probably not going to give you tests. Um, but if you take your blood panel in and you kind of admit to it, like, Hey, I'm on cycles, like can, right. you know, advice they will, it's like, you know, most doctors are going to be proactive with that and give you their solid medical advice based on those things. Mm-hmm. Um, now that, you know, then becomes part of your record and they're going to always monitor like different things. Right. But, um, you know, there's plenty of information out there on this stuff too so especially nowadays there's like if you don't want to trust the big guy in the gym just go start searching online i'm not talking like dumbass forums right you know it's more than just the first page of google yeah like go a little bit deeper than that yeah start to look around so um i would say from the recovery side of it you made this comment earlier about how the tissue adapts at different rates like you're gonna put more strain with some of yeah. them because you can contract harder but the recovery aspect of some of these PEDs, the muscles bounce back so much faster. 
with mm -hmm. the training that you're doing. Yeah. And if you yeah. can get to the next uh, training and you're more recovered mm -hmm. with it, like you get more out of it as you're going through. Yeah. That doesn't always hold true with like the tendons and the ligaments. Exactly. Yeah. It's about, I think it's like, like a three to one ratio. Right. And yeah. so, I mean, ligaments in general take anywhere from seven to 12 months to have a turnover. Mm -hmm. So if you're having a similar turnover um, for the tendons and ligaments, regardless of what you're taking, and then yeah. you're having that much faster with the yeah. myofibers, like the, the muscle tissue, yeah, you're going to end up placing continuous strain on that. You probably mm -hmm. even more strain from the amount of contraction that they're now able yeah. to have, the consistency or frequency that they're now yeah. able to have. And the is issues that we people see people blow tendons yeah. out. Yeah. So there, like, this is the reason why you need to still, again, come down off of some of these drugs. Um, but then you need to do uh, even even more recovery work on top of that. You know, for those tissues. Yeah. For those tissues, and then also like this is why you don't lift heavy all the time, and you go through those different phases where you're lifting lighter, let things catch mm -hmm. back up. Um, you work on different things. Um, like I like to do a lot of um, single leg work and things like that yeah. like for uh, balance work stuff, like stuff that's going to challenge those tissues a little bit, but not in a contractional, uh, is that the right word? It, you're not like contracting a bunch of muscle fibers per right. se. It's like not it's a not lot moving of strain in particular. Yeah. You're not moving through a range of motion that might pop that tendon, you know, so uh, that ligament. So that's another conversation. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about that. And, and guess what? There's compounds that can help that too. Right. <laughs> like, but um, that's not you don't you don't patch up with more drug. You know, that's that's kind of like, the other thing. Like, go into it smart enough that you don't yeah. have to have that. Yeah. Happening to you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially going back to talking about first time lifters. I mean, how many times have we had conversations about the first twelve to eighteen months mm. about again talking about technique to yeah. get that dialed in? If you have bad technique you're only going to put that much more strain on those other soft tissues, which yep. now you're going to add the ability to have a stronger contraction from drugs, the mm -hmm. faster recovery in the muscle tissue. So you're going to add that much more strain on top of them. Yeah. Um, plus you want that first year to year and a half to build up resiliency for some yeah. of those structures. Well, a lot of people, um, if you've been around in powerlifting long enough, you've seen this evolution. Um, and I'm talking like if you've been around, um, you know, four or five, six years ago versus today, mm -hmm. you're seeing the evolution of people that are able to get their technique together fairly quick or have been for the last five years. Mm -hmm. um, and then they're pushing at the top end uh, of, of their capabilities with taking drugs, you know, recovery stuff. There's so much information out there now, right? Yeah. But if you look at these people that are like, man, they lift heavy all the time and you know, they compete, you know, often, how is this possible? Oh, it's just the drugs. No, watch their technique. Yeah. Like their techniques pretty sound. The ones now, if you go back four or five, six years ago, there was a lot of people with really shitty technique that were really strong, mm -hmm. but by today's terms, they weren't at the, they wouldn't be at the top now, you yeah. know, because now you're seeing this evolution of people that are, um, I'm not even going to say they're running smart cycles cause they're not not a lot of times, but their recovery is better through nutrition, through the information out there, through the, the techniques, um, the, the technique, um, being better because there's a lot more I can get on my phone right now and look at like, Oh, the, this person has technique tutorial, this person, that person, this person's right. YouTube, or just simply monkey see monkey do. And that's, what's happening a lot is you're just a lifter will see another lifter online. They try to mimic it. 
Uh, not always the smartest thing to do. Uh, you have different leverages and you're not that person, but you just see it more often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with almost everything right now. That's why people like, especially in this younger generation, like you have no excuse to not be at the top of the game oh, like, no. because you have so much information at such an early age and it's going to keep evolving. Sure. But like, if you want to know how to be successful, like hell, you can hop on Instagram and find out how half assed how to be successful in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying all the information's on Instagram, but because if there's any downside, it's that there's so much information. Yeah, and there's a lot. It. You know, and there's a lot of bullshit in every field. But you know, you you can find out a lot of information through YouTube and Instagram, and then you know, of course, Google and stuff. But I take one of those hours that you spend scrolling through social media and put it towards research. Yeah, and you'll be amazed at how much you end up yeah. learning and finding out over the course yeah. of a couple of weeks. Well, you know, I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too far, but like I can remember looking, you know, when I was younger, like I didn't have anyone show me the way and stuff. And like now, I look back at some of the, and it seems so simple. Like how did I not know to do that? You know, yeah, the information was wasn't there. Like it wasn't just in front of me every day. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So you know, this is different, different time, different world. Um. But I did have uh, two questions that came in in regards to it. Well, is the first question was, do you know anything about terkesterone? Are you familiar with that one? Because there's is there another name for it. Uh, I brought it up right here just to check. I don't know if I've ever heard of that. Is there like a generic name for it? I'm trying to, I don't see one. But I just have the basic information pulled up in front of me. So there's that one and there's... Because I had never heard of it either when I first saw it. And ecdisterone? E-C-D-I-S-T-E-R-O-N-E. Oh, yeah, just real quick. Because these are two compounds that uh, a buddy of mine had said, you know, ask Justin, because with the amount of information that you are at the very least familiar with, if not know quite a bit about within PEDs, that have started to make a name for themselves as compounds that help to increase overall testosterone. And I had never heard of them. Okay. Yeah, these are just like, so he's going down the route of like natural uh, compounds in the world that you know, may or may not help your testosterone levels. Okay. Um, let me say this. There's so many, you know, especially if you go to like a holistic doctor or mm-hmm. something, there's so many things that people tell you to take for your hormones um, on both the male and female side. I yeah. got a girl for nutrition right now and she's going to a holistic doctor. And this one was actually fucking halfway smart. And um, doesn't have her taking like some bunch of like long worded shit. No, you know, yeah. barely anyone's ever heard of. It's through her diet mostly. Okay, um, having her take, you know, more of certain things in. Um, I'll tell you now, like unless there's like twenty plus years of research behind it, I would start to question it. And okay. even then, I would question it. You know. Um, could you get 1% better out of it? 2% better? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that there's truly like that many end all, this is what you take and you're going to be better things in the world. And it, again, individualized. Yeah. Um, 
you know, something like that, I might take that and my body might not even digest it properly. I might, it might not even utilize it right. Right. So like, um, you know, uh, take for example, like on the diet side, there's things my body does won't digest right. There's things your body doesn't digest right. Yeah. If we bring in five <laughs> other people, they're all going to say, yeah, this doesn't digest right. So you have to take these things, especially the grain of salt, because it's all supplement based through, you know, supplement companies. Mm-hmm. And it could not even have what they say is in it, you know? So, um, but I can't say like, I'm not ultra familiar with the natural, um, the natural roots and things and, and all that stuff. I'm not as familiar with that side. Okay. Um, again, I, I, I don't want to call bullshit on a lot of them, but I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't see that there's like a bunch of substances out there that like this is 100% proven and there's no doubt about it mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, yeah, some uh, some I could look into more for sure, but um was the other question about the other the ectosterone. So when I was just looking at it, it's yeah. another one that is also it's um like a natural. Yeah. Um what a lot of people are leaning towards now is more um like peptides and things. Yeah. Uh, now I will say these science, like some of these peptides are legit as fuck. Like, um, they, uh, they have been studied and they are made, you know, in a, in a fucking lab yep. and they fucking work. And do we know all the side effects yet? Probably not. But what I love um, is that recently there was a branch of medicine that was created called peptology mm-hmm. that a physician can be board certified in this Yeah. to, a lot of them that I'm finding when I did research on it work within the anti-aging community. Yeah. Uh, honestly, because I think that's where the most amount of money is available. Like, the people who would be going to them are going to be the, you know, anywhere from 45 to, I mean, heck, it's really limitless on what the age is and basically yeah. until they pass away. But guess what? They have the higher amount of expendable income. They want mm-hmm. to feel better. They don't have things that they're putting their money yeah. towards. So I think, yeah, I think peptides. Honestly, I think I think they're going to become mainstream oh, at it's some be point. Huge. Um, you know, I I know from experience. BPC one fifty seven, uh, TB five hundred. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they promote such quick recovery from from a minor ish injury in the inflammation side. It's insane. Um, I, I've watched people like completely tear things like blood pools and everything. And the amount of how quick they recovered within a month was insane. Um, you know, and I've taken, um, the, my last two preps, I did BPC 157 and TB 500, um, from weeks seven to about two weeks out, I think is when I stop them. Usually maybe one week out. Okay. Um, basically when I'm not lifting as heavy anymore. Um, and the first time, you know, I did it, it was because I had those, uh, issues in my, remember I could barely squat Yeah, and you know, I came and saw you and things, but there was so much inflammation there. And, you know, I took kind of what was the, the normal prescribed dose of it and how quick I was able to recover and peptides are a hundred percent legal by the way so if you can get them through you can get them through reputable companies um they cost a lot but they they're 100 percent legal to use um do your research on where you get it yeah God. yeah um i don't want to spit out all the source places but right yeah you know, 
<laughs> there's some there's some good ones. But anyway, um, yeah, the ability to recover and how quick that inflammation went down, even like a pain, you can have like quick pain reduction from that P- BPC-157. Like it's noticeably decreased pretty quick. Um, and then um, there's another one. Uh, not going to remember the... It's MK something rather, but they're, they're, I've never tried this one, but, uh, they say like it mimics oh, the growth hormone. Um, I think that might be it. Or is it two? Cause it there's two, an MK 2866. It might be that it, it mimics growth hormone basically. Like it's, yeah. oh, it's almost the equivalent. They say of taking pure growth hormone uh, with, with a little bit le- with less side effect. Fostering. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, Mind you, like, if you're in drug-tested sport and you take Austrian and you pop, you're fucked. You're, that's on there. I'm pretty sure it's on the everybody's oh, yeah. ban list. So, but... Because um, it works. Yeah, because it does work. Um, but there's a lot of peptides, and, and, and I hope they continue on research and find the safe side of it. Um, the advancements, I think, in the next 10, 15 years, you know, you're going to see some superhuman shit in the next 20 years mm-hmm. uh, that people are able to do. Um you know, especially as science evolves and they find less side effects and things, more potency with, you know, without, even if it's illegal, without popping and, you know, there's going to be all kinds of shit. So, so like, I'll come out, I'll say one. I, there's one that's called uh, GW51516 or also Carterine. Mm-hmm. And uh, found a supplier for that one. And I was like, you know what? I want to find. I want to see what this is because it was used primarily to increase endurance. Mm-hmm. And I thought, suffering from chronic fatigue, if I have a little bit better endurance throughout the day, I thought I'd be able to recover just honestly from like daily life. Yeah, because I work, you know, long hours, a lot of responsibilities with it. So, using that as my excuse, I order some, and they say you take it for about you know four weeks on, four weeks off. See how you do with it. Now I run but more for like therapy, as mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about. Yeah. I don't really worry about how fast I go, how far I go. I don't train for anything. So I don't have set mileage per week that I try to hit. Yeah. But at one point, so I'm taking it and I think it was like I had done one month, one month off and I was on the second time going through it. I don't really notice anything, but I'm not really looking for anything either. Hmm. I go home to visit my parents and they live near this bike trail that goes like, I don't know, four and a half, five miles out to a mm-hmm. overview. And then it comes back. And I said, because they just put the bike trail in, you guys want to go like you run or I run. And then you guys ride your bike. Well, how far do you want to go? I was like, I don't know. Like, I guess till I get tired and we come back. Yeah. I made it to the fucking bridge. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh no, I have to run all the way back. <coughs> and came back to the end. It was like, I feel great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't flying by any means. It was like, yeah. A nine fifteen, nine twenty per mile average. Yeah. Like it's not cooking at all. Yeah. But I kept waiting for it to kick in because I certainly hadn't run that far yeah. in anything I'd been doing up to that point. And like the endurance factor, just as an example on how potent some of these can be. No. Yeah. It was incredible. Yep. I, I I mean I was sore as hell the next day. I paid for it, but Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I think I think you're going to see some some pretty ridiculous um, compounds and, and, and advancements. You know, it, you know and I, I hope that the supplement industry keeps evolving too. I think we're, we're moving on to more of a 
science-based, more natural, you know, you're getting some companies that are coming out, like this mm-hmm. is all evidence-based products that right. we use and things like that. Um, so it's slowly starting to get away from the take our fucking stack pack and yeah. grow, you know, grow 10 inches on your fucking arms, like all that shit is kind of dying. So well, I think they um, have to, because when you see the amount of money that's being made from the anti-aging community, yeah, that they have access to all kinds of things that yeah. the supplement industry can't compete with. It's either you have up your game to try to catch up or yeah. you die off. Right, yep. Yep. So, um, Anyway, if you have questions, specific questions on PEDs, uh, you can message me, you know, and I'll I'll try to give you the best advice that I can. Um, again, I don't know everything, you know, so it's just my opinion. If I if I ask you some questions behind it, of why you're doing this, why you're doing that, um, just so I can give you a better educated, you know, answer. But um, if someone you know. wanted to, are you? Are you in a position where you can like be hired as a coach with that concept in mind? I don't know how to word that without it like possibly going I, into like I mean, a legal I, I, aspect. For for like people on nutrition and stuff, I actually ask that's a question if mm-hmm. they're on that anything or not and, and for programming. But, mm-hmm. you know, for nutrition clients, I see more uh people on mommy nutrition side that take things and so I have to account for that in their nutrition. Um and we have to account for the effects of that drug with weight and with water retention with, you know, everything yeah. else. Um, so I think like, yeah, if someone, uh, I would probably couple it with like, okay, then I'm going to run your nutrition too or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's something that I could do, but it's not, again, it's not like medical advice or anything. Right. Right. But, um, so they have to take it as is kind of prescribing them certain pds or something you have to take this it's just like and like i know in the bodybuilding world a lot of uh coaches for bodybuilding they actually prescribe for their bodybuilders like this is what you're going to take this you know this is the time this is the Mm -hmm. and they do it the smart ones do it off of feedback and they give like recommendations and stuff but um you know okay you're this many weeks out start taking this or whatever but yeah um I just didn't want you yeah. to start to get flooded with questions about PEDs and like you could just, you know, fucking hire me. Yeah. You yeah. could do this. Well, I mean, again, take it for as I'm not, I'm not going right. to have a, uh, you know, five day conversation about it, but, um, I get, you know, I get questions often from like some of my clients and things. And I, a lot of times I tell people to research it and it, it, it again, it depends. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, um, that's about it. If you have more questions on PDs, like I said, either message uh, me and ask or, you know, put it out to us and, and we'll try to answer it on here. And that way everyone can know. So, and we can use, you know, we don't have to give your name or anything, but we can even use specific uh, cases. So um, that reminds me too, if, if anybody wants uh, questions answered on like programming side, nutrition side, recovery side, um, kind of like we did before in another episode where you give us a specific as possible, uh, question. So it might be, Hey, I'm a, you know, 30 year old power lifter, um, been in it for whatever X years. And, you know, I'm running this program, whatever in your, you, and then state your question, you know, whether that's, should I do you know, switch up my programming. Should I do this? Should I do mm-hmm. that? Or what would my nutrition look like? Um, 
you know, stuff like that. We can kind of answer that on here. So, um, go through a profile for that individual person. Yeah. So, um, all right. Yeah. That's pretty much it for today. So, have a good one.